Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 78th episode of the Talking With The Dad podcast this evening. Single topic episode, classic Monday special. It's a good show. Steve is turning into a polar bear of some sorts. Um, it's very polar bears Coca Cola. It makes them violent. Is that a thing? Your... Huh? Is that is that is that, would... a, is that a truth? I, I would assume they have no exposure to caffeine, right? You give them a Coke, that's bound to make them a little more wound up. Is there caffeine They're in apples? Not... I guess polar bears probably don't have apples either. No. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> a lot of apples in the North Pole. The crisp kind. Crisp. Oh, honey crisp apples. Polar bears good. in the North Pole? Aren't they in Alaska? Alaska, North Pole. Where's Santa Claus at? Technically, where would he be geographically? Like, where's the best place to keep millions of elves hidden from the world? China. Good point, man. (laughs) (laughs) Single topic episode, but I feel as if though we may go all over the map, even if it's short. There are a few things I wanted to scream at you about. Not that you've done, but I just want to scream about them in general. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know we talked about it pre show recorded show but i feel like it's worth putting on the record forever mike tyson won that fight you all know he won that fight and there's never been a clearer victor to a fight and boxing in quite some time man uh i did not watch the event i know you didn't watch either zach nope. i could not afford to give these people uh whoever they are dollars yeah, they weren't getting that. I've never heard of this company before. It sounds like I, they probably keep charging me after the event. Yeah. So I I, I opted out. I didn't do uh, any other shenanigans either, but I did watch the recap. And uh, so Mike has clearly lost a step. We already established that sure. in the pre-live show. But man, if I look half as that good, having lost a step, I would never be scared to go anywhere. This is an old man that clearly does a lot of yoga. He's a dangerous man. He was still getting his head off that center line quicker than anything I've ever seen. Like it's it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. I I think they did have one last talk with Mike <laughs> before the fight, and they're like, exhibition, no knockout rule, and he's just sitting there chewing on a picture of Roy Jones. Roy Jones looked every bit of his age. Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. it was two old I'm dudes sorry, punching man. each other, man. It was two dudes over fifty punching each other, both clearly ex professional boxers. Right. Yes. That's that's just what it was. And that's what we all expected to for it to be. Um, I don't see how expectations were were or were not met. I felt like it was pretty par for the course. Yeah. Uh, did really well. Apparently did really did really well. I don't know what's well. I don't know what well is. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't. But, know. Uh, Paul Logan knocked some guy out. Who uh, was is it? Paul? Which Logan brother is it? Paul Logan, Jake Logan. Which one is it that fought? Uh, it was YouTuber. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Yeah, Paul Logan, Jake Paul. King <laughs> Titus. <laughs> wow. Um yeah, I, I didn't I didn't care. I don't like the Paul brothers. Never have. Um they weren't right, they weren't funny on Vine. Um then they went into the they? the whole YouTube shenanigans and and uh-huh. uh yeah, never been a fan. Um I will get knocked out the I will get ex-professional basketball player Nate Robinson. Um oh, cold cold with a, with an overhand right. Yes, yes. Not bad of an overhand, right? Pretty sloppy, but pretty good for an amateur. For an amateur. Yeah, I, I have to give the guy respect. Just both. Well, you got to give both guys respect. Anytime you show up in a full contact sport, uh, full contact combat sport, you get my respect. Just yeah. for showing up. I, just for stepping in, stepping in the ring, the octagon, on the mat, or in the backyard where you're doing some YouTube live show. This was just, <laughs> as, just, just the same quality. <laughs> as long as it's not wrestling you got my respect i even have respect for the wrestlers too man because i know that's dangerous and i would never say it to one of their faces at the airport like i would never walk up to the rock and smack him and be like well the rock is different <laughs> that man is the size of three normal men so i agree he flies his fucking uh his gym around with him around the world which is go. the most wasteful ridiculous thing i've ever heard of american I love it. Very American. Hawaiian, actually. I love it. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Oh, he's not Samoan. Hawaiian. Samoan. It's, yeah. It's Polynesian. He, he's Polynesian. Yeah, Samoan. Man. His his uncles were the Samoan right. brothers, or, or I think, in wrestling, right? Were they called the Samoan brothers? I was think I name? think when they tag teamed, they were, yeah. I think his dad was quite possibly one of the funniest wrestlers ever. Like That man was... Uh, 
best jerry curl in the business if you ever look at the picture it's a funeral was beautiful man it's the type of funeral you hope you have you're like i hope all my buddies show up i hope they're sober for the good first half of the funeral and i hope my son says something nice you can't go any any better than that man pro dad fights to be fair yes uh now here's what I do want to talk to you about, right? Do we get Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield? Technically, we shouldn't get it, right? <laughs> because Tyson came out losing in that fight and he bit the air off to uh to stay in the fight. But man, wouldn't it be interesting to see the King of Red Lobster versus Mike Tyson one last time for 20 bucks? If it was 20 even dollars, no tax included. Wait, no tax. who's the who's the King of Red Lobster? Oh, Evander Holyfield. You didn't know this? You know Red Lobster's out of business, right? Boy, funny story about Evander Holyfield and Red Lobster. His business manager was someone who ran a few Red Lobster franchises, and Evander Holyfield brought him in to handle his finances, and it went as well as you think. It sounds like it went awful. Um, (laughs) But he owned a bunch of Red Lobsters, and that's what people call him. They called him the king of Red Lobster for a while. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Would you make fun of him to his face? Like, hey, Evander. Right now? Probably. There. Yeah. Probably. I think I can, out, I, can out, I can outrun him right now. <laughs> I don't think that you could outrun Evander Holyfield, though, is the thing. You want to bet? I think right now. Right now? <laughs> right at right. this moment, I can outrun Evander Holyfield. Off the couch right now. You could take him. Out, off the couch. <laughs> what do I get when he tackles? and starts making you eat red lobster he's been carrying around with him forever nothing you don't get anything you get nothing sir you get nothing i said good day (laughs) i'll come help you though for sure if you call me like steve evander's in the the front yard he's challenging me to another foot race i'd be out there in a second to help you well i I don't need help in a foot race i'd be fine (laughs) i think you do (laughs) what what's the fastest you like well, you 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 played baseball, so yeah, you. I guess you got a good. I played sprint. baseball. I I ran cross country. Did you run cross? country? I, I played soccer. Yeah. Oh man, you probably could take a Vander now. I just got. I, I, I would. I would say I would probably just have to get a mile, right? Like, I don't know how fast I could run a mile now. It would be not not great, but at some point I did it in like seven ish minutes. <laughs> That's actually pretty impressive. Not in the high school that I went to. Not in the high school that I went to. The high school that I went to, they started approaching uh, four-minute miles by junior Uh year. So, Here's the thing, Zach, man. I I love you like a brother, man. And I want to believe that you would outrun a Vander Holyfield. But if you didn't outrun him, promise me you wouldn't say a bunch of mean stuff thinking that you can outrun him. Just like, you're an old, fat man. He's 58. (laughs) (laughs) Would you pay to see him fight Mike Tyson one more time? What What's the no, number you would pay? No, I wouldn't pay. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I have no interest. I didn't pay for this one, right? This would be the better fight, right? The okay. the Tyson-Roy Jones Jr. would be the better fight versus the... I, I just don't want to see people over 50 fight each other. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> well, you just hurt the feelings of 85% of the fighting team over there at Bellator. They're like, oh, man. None of them are over yeah. 50. <laughs> Like we got Royce Gracie versus Rampage <laughs> coming up here pretty soon. Rampage is like thirty-eight. <laughs> Did you see Ken Shamrock versus Royce Gracie? He's Forty-two. Ken Shamrock. I know who Ken Shamrock is barely. He's fifty-six. That's disgusting. <laughs> Ken Shamrock is not a man I would trifle with at any age. I agree. <laughs> It just seems like he comes into McDonald's and has an episode. Like everything's going well at the <laughs> when he's ordering his food. It's just like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. We have to go pick that pick. You say ankle pick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just went off on a tangent there, man. Um, yeah, it, it was two old guys fighting, but even Dana said that he had to give Mike because everyone was, I guess everyone was really worried about Mike in this scenario. I don't know why, why? you would be worried about uh, They're both 50-something years old. Yeah, I guess people were more worried about Mike Tyson's mental state, knowing how he is going into a fight, but he did extremely well. He didn't, you know, no Def- one got hurt. Right. No one got no one got attacked in the post uh, the post-fight conference. <laughs> Everything As was they swimming. awkwardly interviewed both of them at the same time. I hate when they do that, dude. They did that yeah. recently with, what, Nico Price and uh, Cowboy in the UFC, and it was just dumb. 
<laughs> Shout out to Jose in the chat. He just said the way it looked like two drunk deals about to fight at a quinceanera. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Here's the thing about Roy Jones Jr., man. I was not his biggest fan when I was a young guy. I've always appreciated him as a mm -hmm. fighter. I have just wasn't huge on him. I didn't like the rap album. He was in The Matrix. I thought that was pretty cheesy. But, man, it is true. The more high impact an athlete is, the more dynamic and explosive. These are the words they usually assign <laughs> to these type of fighters yeah. when they can't. Like, you, you know what I'm saying. It's a yeah. bunch of fluff. But all of that stuff, man, when it starts to go, it really, really, you start to realize how heavily they leaned on their physical attributes to be able to do the things they did. Like Roy Jones being able to step back out of the way of a punch requires a lot of muscle memory and a lot of muscle a lot dexterity. Of fast twitch muscle. Yeah. Yeah. You man, don't he have, does not I, have I, anymore. I wonder when the last time he truly trained was. You know, oh, that's yeah. that's the question. When was the last time he truly When did he retire? Right. That That's, you know, I'd have to know that. When, um, when was the last time he truly trained? And that's when he would know, right? Like he's he hasn't trained in fifteen years, and obviously after fifteen years, that that step back motion is going to be a lot more labored than what it was prior. Um, yeah, it, it's you know they're they're in a very difficult sport. They're old guys doing it. It's it's interesting. I, I you know, it, but it wasn't interesting enough for me to spend fifty dollars to watch it. It wasn't worth that. And you have a YouTuber versus a, ba a former basketball player as your your co-main, right? Like, right. who cares? Who cares? It's not $50 for me. Um, I, I don't know how many people spent 50 bucks on it, but I, I hope they would think they got their money's worth out of it. Um, there's many, many free streaming sites that you could have gone to instead. Oh man, people were sending me stuff. Shout out to the people that were trying uh, to Wilson for trying to hook me up. But here's the crazy thing: you you're absolutely right. But the problem is, enough people bought it, just like enough people bought the first bare knuckle uh, pay per view that they're gonna keep doing this. Pretty soon, Street Beast is gonna have their own freaking uh, pay per view. They Not put on. They probably put on better cards. Not that we're disparaging Street Beef. We support the Street Beef channel over here. We love those guys. I was we do. We do. <laughs> I was watching Street Beefs last night, and to be honest with you, it's probably a cleaner fight on the Street Beefs I was watching last night than, uh, what's the kid's name? Say it for me again. Jake Paul? Is that his name? Did I get it right? I think so. All right. One of them had a failed show that was supposed to be like the crook version of Ridiculousness. It had one episode. I'm not sure if it was a pilot or a gag, but it literally had was it on now? Was it on TV? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it must have been around the time that he, he posted that video about the, the suicide force in Japan. And everything uh, that one of the, that the brothers did got canceled. So. Oof. 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 I'm sorry. It's just like to think that, like, you can make one great episode and lose everything <laughs> in one fair swoop. What? <laughs> This is why you need spotters in your career, right? You need spotters. This is the, the we had you. this conversation when it, or not me, not me and you, but everyone collectively had this conversation when that happened. They're like, "Who okayed this?" Because he doesn't do his own <laughs> editing, right? He sends his footage oh, off okay. to an editor. The editor does it. He okay's yeah. it. Who okayed that at the end? And that's where the question was, uh, and, and that's why you know being surrounded by people who only say yes to the things that you do is really bad for your life. Um, that was just it's one true. solid example of it. And then they started boxing, so no one cares anymore. Um, crazy thing about boxing, right, and people transitioning into boxing, we got to keep this type of stuff regulated. Like, So as we're talking about who approved this, what we need to make sure never happens is that he never steps in the ring or gets pumped up enough on his skill where he steps in with someone who's even had a slightly better than a mediocre amateur career because then he could really get hurt. Now but it won't happen though, right? So like you're you're thinking in the hypo you're thinking in the hypothetical in which it would happen. It that will not happen. They Are both of them both Jake and Logan Paul will continue to fight other YouTubers and other celebrity figures that that will will do that, right? Unless the payday is good enough. No, no, no. So I don't think that'll get sanctioned anywhere. The, I don't think it will possibly get sanctioned, right? I don't. But they're not going to fly to the Philippines to do this. You know when the, when they fought KSI and the other and the other they're not gonna, they're just not it's not worth the money to do it right because these right, guys right. these guys when they had done it previously are putting on their own promotion right they're okay. the ones paying to rent out the Staples Center they're the ones paying to put on their promotion they're the ones paying to do everything they're not making a crazy amount of money on that 
right? And I think the first one they sold for a five dollar pay per view, right? Five dollars? That's outrageous. That's a good price. I was all. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. You know, even at a million dollars or a million sales, that's five million bucks. You know, how much is the Staples Center stuff? You know, to pay to have the medical staff there. How much is that all going to cost you? Right. You have to yeah. you know pay the other guys to be there. Like it's just not going to be uh, an insane, inordinate amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I'm sorry. As you were saying that, I was like, you know what? I wonder if anyone's listed to PPV. Uh, PPV buys for this last uh, shenanigan here, but. I wouldn't even know how to go about looking up that company's revenue. The thing about that whole about the Paul kid, right? Uh, and someone stepping in there, the fact that they were able to find CM Punk a second fight in the UFC makes me think that anything's possible. Now I get what you're saying, business wise, it's not going to get sanctioned by any governing body, but it doesn't have to be if it's going to be an exhibition match, which is the crazy thing. It could quite literally, right? They could. I believe. Uh, oh, you said exhibition, right? But wouldn't yeah. have to wouldn't they have to have headgear on? Yes. Yes, they would. So have that's to have different, it. right? Yeah. They didn't have headgear on for this fight. So technically, it's either an amateur or a professional fight, right? Which right. was sanctioned because one is an O and O former uh, NBA dunk uh, contest champion, and one is a YouTuber who was one and O in his pre- in his fight career. Like that's the reason it got sanctioned. Um, I'd have to look. I'm gonna have to do some research on the governing bodies and, and the sanctioning because I know the one thing that will get you disqualified instantly is they think that your health is not up to par. I have to look into it, depending on which state it is and where they're going. I think it was California, I'm, right? Was it in California? I think it, I think it was Seaside. Godless place. But the fact of the matter is, we're both saying the same thing. It shouldn't happen. It should not happen. I don't care if it's a guy that's gotten beaten 20 times in his goat. Career. Right, but he fought at an amateur level where these guys have not. That's why I'm saying I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, What they what they want to do is they want to do the most viral thing that they can do, and fighting a amateur boxer is not the most viral thing that you could do. Fighting another 10 million, 15, 20 million subscriber YouTube channel is is that right? That's that's where they're going to make their money. That's where they're going to get the hype. That's where the videos leading up to that are going to make them their money. They're not going to make money by fighting some no-name amateur boxer. I think so. If we're just playing the hypothetical game here, I think it all depends on promotion and marketing because I think people really do like to see things escalate, like they do. It's you know I really believe that people believe that like sure is there a, is there a chance that I'm going to get to see unbridled violence and possibly watch someone get hurt? Is there an appetite for that type of stuff? Okay. Well, yeah. Sure. Look at Jack. What? Look at ridic- look at ridiculousness. Yeah, no, look both fantastic. People. I love them both. What is the demographic for a for a Jake Paul video slash fight? What do you think the demographic is? What? No, one hundred percent. But once we're talking about a crossover event, you're not aiming at your key demographic anymore. You're looking to get different buys. You're so if you, hold on. Mm-hmm. Look, if, let me just let me just pitch it to you. Let me pitch it to you, and know that I agree with you. It should not happen. But we're both trying to quantify idiots here so this is a, okay. it's, a, it's a losing game it's a losing game but if there is an appetite for people to say hey this guy has fought other youtubers and we're sick about hearing him fight other youtubers and he thinks that he's really doing real boxing there is an appetite to see people get embarrassed sure that's what the, that's what the tough man contest was all about which by the way all those tough men contests where you know butterbean and all those psychopaths came from those were all sanctioned fights by the way yeah, like most of those, yeah, those yeah. Were all- and Butterbean was had legit power. Um, here, had legit here's power. the difference, though. Here's what you're not understanding, right? And I ask you about what the demographic was. The demographic yeah. is so young that they want them to see. They want to see them fight other YouTubers. No one, no like amateur boxing, no boxing fan cares about a Jake Paul fight, right? You could not sell a boxing fan a Jake Paul versus an amateur fight. You could not. You would sell. 20,000 copies of it, right? But what you want to do is you want to sell you want to sell 5 million copies at $5 a piece to every fucking 15-year-old hype beast that's on YouTube. That's where your money is. That's what you're going to sell to. You're not like I I understand. I would love to see him fight an amateur boxer because it would be funny to see what the difference in skill gap would be. But that's us. We're fight fans, right? We're, We're not 
pure boxing fans. We're not pure MMA fans. We're fight fans, and, and there's a difference there, right? A pure MMA fan is gonna is gonna look at that as a spec, or a pure boxing fan is gonna look at that as a spectacle, right? And right. no one likes spectacles in boxing. They want it to be pure. They want it to be clean. They want it to be a a like a challenger or a uh, a title holder versus number one challenger. In, in my opinion, right? I'm not huge in the boxing world. That's yeah. not the demographic they're going for. They're going for the people who are going to get excited about when Supreme releases another T-shirt. That's no, the no, demo they're going for. I that is one hundred. And there is zero crossover crossover in this Venn diagram. There is listen, I. You would sell twenty thousand pay per views. Listen, just hear me out, man. The appetite to watch someone get hurt, whether it's a pure pugilist fan or not, is extremely high. Now I will go further and say I definitely don't am not I'm not advocating for this. I'm not. I've seen it happen a few other times. And the most notable one was McGregor versus Mayweather. Spectacle. People, spectacle. Spectacle, but guess what? It wasn't just fair weather fans tuning in. We're talking about people who actually watch, digest, and consume boxing on a day-to-day basis. Right. Tuned in. To watch McGregor get his ass to kicked. To watch now, the, uh, the the highest accomplished striker at the time uh, in the UFC um, that they know of, right? You know, we're not going to bring up Alistair over him versus oh, versus Floyd no, Mayweather. No, no, no. Hold on for a second. You and I both know Alistair over him is a saint. Well, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying he's the most accomplished striker in the UFC, right? So it's funny if we went down that path for a second. And again, they, McGregor fans are different demographic to what Jake Paul fans are. I, this is right, where right. I think I'm losing you, right? No, there is no not. one over the age of 15 who is a legitimate Jake Paul fan, right? No, no, you're, you're not losing. You're not losing me here. You're not losing me. What I'm saying is that I might be losing you because you're not taking into account the appetite that boxing fans and combat sport fans have for to watch someone get embarrassed, for to watch someone get I hurt. Get that. Everything you're saying is one. I want to acknowledge and say everything you're saying is 100% true. And in a world that is ruled by logic, you know, up is up, down is down. Two plus two will never be greater than four. What you're saying should be held at that same standard, right? That should be the absolute truth. But we're talking about the world here. Sure. We're, talking, we're talking about internet consumption. The craziest thing is uh, once upon a time, uh, Joe Lewis, I believe it was, fought a short stubby italian man who owned a pizzeria and i believe his boxing record i'd have to go back and look it up was probably like zero and one or one and oh or something like that needless to say this is a man that should not be in with the person that people considered the greatest not even boxer but the greatest athlete of his time right, right? And, and, yeah. and uh everyone tuned in to see what this guy could do now we're talking decades and decades ago and you're absolutely right Paul's fans are also watching that worry about to eat at kid on uh, YouTube at the same time. But I really do think that like people, I was amazed by how many people showed up to watch that dude. I'm Tyrone fight the other guy from YouTube. And it was real boxing fans. Like I tuned in for a second. I'm like, wait, they have a real boxing announcer. Wait, that guy is a real boxing com- columnist. Like he writes for a respected boxing Sure, journal. because those guys are going to get views out of it, right? The the people around it don't don't legitimize it, in my opinion, because yeah. if a guy can write an article and get you know ten million clicks, even if it is from a spectacle, then he would do it, right? Um, oh, this is this was print, by the way. I'm sorry, it's uh, right. If you get funny. you get ten million buys on, on your article, right? Whatever yeah. your magazine that you're that you're writing in, um, it's right. a spectacle, right? That that will sell to to a to a reader. I don't think, and my bigger point here is. The Paul brothers would never fight an amateur boxer for the reasons that I've laid out. Amen. Amen. Um, it's not where the money is. It how, even as much as you how, want to say it's not where the money is. Um, how much does stupid carry a person in the situation you think? What do you like? Uh, you have to give me an example here. How much does stupid carry a person? Like, like letting your ego take over on on where logic should set in. Yeah, yeah. Where where fight or flight should kick in and say clear and present danger imminent death i should probably turn around and go the other way because as we're talking about the subject i'm thinking to myself did connor fool himself or did he just know that i just got to do just enough connor saw a hundred million dollar payday and didn't matter if he won or lost 
That's what Connor saw, and Connor was about the money. I, That's logically a very. I would fight Floyd Mayweather for a hundred million dollars. Like, uh, like, I actually, I I disagree. I think Connor actually thought that. Obviously, we're 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 arguing a hypothetical, but right. I really think Connor. I I think Connor really thought that he had a chance in the fight, and the only reason I think he thought he had a chance in the fight was he started going around scouting other boxers. And going to boxing gyms, and I'm not just talking about like going to get a sparring session in. Like he was actually scouting fighters that have elusive styles, mm-hmm. that kind of have a Philly shell role to them. And he, I really do think that at one point he thought he was going to win that fight. True. In fact, everything, everything. But I guess you got to be that way. When I you think you have to it. be that way when you walk into a fight, right? I'm never going to yeah. walk into a fight and go, "I'm going to lose this," right? Unless I'm getting paid $100 million to fight Floyd Mayweather, then I'll just take the same fall that the Japanese guy did. Um, do, you think he, do you think he took a fall? Dude, I think when was it. the last time you saw Floyd Mayweather walk someone down in the first round like that? Conor McGregor. He didn't walk him down in the first round. I asked, when did you see someone in the first no, round? No, no, He didn't walk him down. He walked him down the entire fight. Now, if you're talking about finishing him in the first round, 100% Floyd did something in both those fights that he has not done since he was pretty boy Floyd. Sure. He walked both those guys down but now, it was that, whole, it that was a, style that he fought with is not something he would fight another professional boxer oh with. no 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 no. the That's, last person he did the last person he tried to do something like that with uh i don't know what was the other uh, thinking but it was in the maidana fight and for a second i noticed that he wasn't moving around so a lot of people confuse floyd i'm not saying you a lot of people confuse this floyd's uh, lateral movement for running that just mm-hmm. shows you don't know anything about boxing but he moves around and he's waiting a for lot. you to plant it and then he'll plant, and then he'll, you know, he'll counter or wait for you to come in. Um, I saw him do something against Maidana. When he did it, I instantly, you know when you're about to hit your butt bone as you're doing a rail? Like the board is no longer un- underneath you. It just flew away, oh, yeah. and you're about to come down uh-huh. both legs open on uh-huh. that rail. That is the exact feeling I had when Floyd tried to walk Maidana down. And I was like, well, this is obviously going to go hard. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I understand. It, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't want to see, I, I've, I would never watch a Paul brother fight again. Not, no, not no. a fan of them. Haven't been since they were, they were vine stars back in the day, uh, which is where they started truly. Um, now they did, they went on street beefs. I'm there, man. If they would let us commentate the, a street beef fight, I they would definitely be a- let us do that. You know that, right? We I- could, we could like call that guy uh, <laughs> and be like, "Can we just like come down there and just like have a good time?" And they're like, "Fuck yeah!" Oh, I'm not. We're not going anywhere. You, you you can't be out around those. You know, in that demographic, man. No one's gonna be wearing masks. I gotta protect my buddy. I'm like, I'm not gonna spend the entire fight fucking shooing people away from you. Like, ah, 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 get out of here. Get, 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 get. <laughs> Look away from him. <laughs> Can't you see he's surrounded by glass? That means don't climb in the glass with him. But I, th- I think we would do a good job at commentating that stuff. Even even when it was to the point where they kind of hot mic on us. It's like, no, I asked for uh, avocados. <laughs> There's no avocados in the state of Virginia. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. You know what's going to be cool, man? When you can come over to the house again. I know it's... <laughs> I feel as if though this is the only way I know you is like over this freaking screen, like we, like we're weird internet buddies or something. Well, yeah, <laughs> I kind of like it better this way. <laughs> it's true, man, because if you say something, I can't quite get to you, <laughs> and I realize that if I drive over there now, it's considered a premeditated crime. It is. So- <laughs> it is, especially when you put the diapers on to get over here, so you don't, you know, have to stop on the way. Man, I do have a weak bladder. I gotta use the bathroom right now, even as we speak. No, I'm just joking. I, w- I wouldn't put diapers on. Yeah, you know. it was a. I put my, I put my depends on for you for sure. I would show you the respect you deserve. I want to keep all the bl- body fluid in me when I'm Disgusting. fighting. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. Anyway, we do have a topic for tonight. It is a <laughs> interesting topic. We do. When Zach said it. <laughs> when Zach said it. I said, man, this is the most intelligent thing he's ever said. Now, true, that could be because it's something that I've thought about multiple times, and I, I'm a narcissist that way, but I thought it was extremely intelligent. I just want to know what brought you to the thought, and then I want you to explain your point of why you had the thought and why you think it's correct. Why don't you tell the people what you were thinking? I think there should be more weight divisions in the UFC, ultimately, not just a cruiserweight. Um, okay. I don't remember what it was because I had to look up what weight cruiserweight was, right? That's okay. ultimately what stemmed it, and it was like 225, and I'm like, Yes. Why is there not a cruiserweight division in the UFC? 
right? But then that also is like, okay, well then why is it, you know, 70 to 85 to 205, right? right? And it's like, okay, well, why isn't there a 90 in there? Why isn't there a 225? Why isn't there a 65? That's, you know, I have a lot of questions like that, but that's, you know, it just ultimately it's just one of them and I'm tacking it onto the list. I think the reason I've always felt like that they should kind of put uh, these filler weight classes in the UFCs. First of all, it would eliminate something that I absolutely hate. Catch weights. Exactly. I cannot stand catch weight fights, right? Because not only are both fighters not getting what they deserve out of this, there's usually some weird pay decrease or bump, but then it doesn't really count for anything, right? So I beat you at 190. What does it matter in the rankings, right? It doesn't. Not if the rankings meant anything in the UFC. They that don't. Would be they don't. To be <laughs> fair, don't. Um, but you know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. I like, just think I beat there should you be at, more weight classes. So this is the way I've always envisioned breaking it down. So I'm just going from light heavyweight down. So we got 205. I definitely think that there should be a 195 weight class there. There should be a one 195 weight class there because that also opens up the opportunity for a legitimate super fight belt. So when you have smaller light heavyweights who aren't a John Jones, say, for instance, maybe they are like Anderson Silva technically could fight at light heavyweight comfortably and be a real natural light heavyweight. I think you put him He's at a, a 195. Guy, though, isn't he? Uh, he walks around at like 220. No, but I'm saying like height wise, isn't he like seems yeah, like he's like, like six. He's like six one. Is he really? Say. He seems like he's on yeah. TV. Seems like he's five eight. That's because he's shrinking because he's old. That's <laughs> he's literally falling into himself. But imagine if you had a one one ninety five division where you could have fighters who can't fight at light heavyweight because technically, light heavyweights are really heavyweights who don't want to compete with two sixty five guys. Sure. And I, I I I can prove this one hundred percent. It's guys who maybe cap out at 240 anything else is going to be fat and flub for them to fight a guy that's a 265 sure. so they'll they're willing to cut weight come down to 205 why push them through all of that stuff dude like here you want to cut weight to get to 205 we have a division 195 where we want to start feeding in guys who are too big for middleweight uh-huh. and and then you have a le- legit division dude and then in between, I don't know if I'd put anything between middleweight and uh, welterweight, but I definitely put something between welterweight and lightweight. It seems like a hell of a jump. Yeah. I know it's, I know it's right, but when you're that size, the 15 pounds is a lot, right? Like, yes, that's why when you see a lot of times if someone misses weight at lightweight, that person generally wins because you're so oversized at that point, right? Yeah, I just think there needs to be more weight classes, right? That's what I think. I think more weight classes is good for the UFC because there's more belts, and that's the only thing that they care about, right? Right. right it's right, right. easier to make make better cards when there's more weight classes. Yeah, I, I think. And then you have people who truly move around in weight, right? Instead yep. of the, I'm going to go from 45 to 55, right? No, but it's like, okay, well, I'm going to fight at 55 and 65, right? Yeah, but- You're going to move back and forth. No, you're 100% correct. Also, you would have less hesitation to do that because it's a really dangerous thing going up from 145 to 155. It only seems like 10 pounds, right? Except for you're not really fighting a natural 155, are you? Right. You're probably fighting, you're probably fighting a guy who's cutting down from welterweight. And then it would also discourage something that I don't think is the best idea as you get into the lower weight classes. And I'm willing to take pushback on this. I don't think 155ers should be dropping down to 145. And I definitely don't think 145ers should drop down unless you're already at a body frame that supports it. Like, if you're a Frankie Edgar, I could see you doing something sure. like that. But the TJ Dillashaw um, friggin' uh, Triple C fight, mm-hmm. I don't think any of us expected Dillashaw to look that sucked up. He's when bad. He, he looks really, really bad. Like, when they came up with the word emaciated, like they thought <laughs> of is- DJ Dillashaw 125. Um, yeah, I, I just. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that I think more weight losses are, are just more, it's more money for the UFC, right? UFC is very clearly all, all about, all about the money because they, they love the super fights now. Um, yeah. I think more weight classes, it just makes it more competitive as well. Right. And especially like when someone yeah. at 55 is a little older, right. But, and they don't want to cut to 55 anymore. You have to go to 70 now, right. And you, yep. you have to go from, you have to go 15 pounds up, which is actually a huge difference. Um, yeah. from 55 to 70, I think there should be a 65 and I think 70 should maybe bump to 72. Um, 
just just so there's not five pound difference because i think that's a little bit too close um yeah makes sense yeah just keep it at 72 or something i don't know what the the boxing weights in there there's so many there's too many in boxing in my opinion um <laughs> we like here at talking with a dad we like just enough just enough i don't need i don't need two i don't need th 14 15 weight classes you know i, I want like I just want just enough. I want there to be, if possible, up to nine, up to ninety-five or two hundred five. Every ten pounds would be great, right? But here's the thing, right? So we're gonna get into it. I agree. It would be more money for the UFC, who apparently is somehow staying afloat as the parent company is about to announce bankruptcy. That's an entirely different thing. Most liquid division of that company, but you need more fighters to accommodate this, right? You need a deeper talent pool okay and i and i just just according to me i'm you're right i could whatever you i could 100 be wrong i really do think man that um i you i know how crazy it sounds man i don't think there need to be three premier fighting organizations where that don't work with each other right i don't think the pf or oh, what is it the pfl, PFL. which used to be which used to be world series of fighting bellator and ufc and then fake uh fake uh pride. what is this fake pride over there i don't think these these things need to exist the way that they do it would only take one sitting down to get the boards together and it's not considered a monopoly because they're not monopolizing the entire whole of mixed martial arts it's just one organization where you can just finally have enough because i don't know if anyone else has noticed this man but if i see the same characters fighting over and over again that's what I know there's a roster issue. And I know COVID's going on, but we've seen a lot of the same faces over and over sure. again on the undercard, which is good for those people. They need to fight. They need to stay employed. But also they're putting more mileage on their bodies for useless fights that aren't advancing them through the rankings if higher-ranked guys refuse to fight. So either the UFC starts stripping these guys of their numbers like they did with uh, – what is this, guy, this kid's name that's about to fight? Uh, Leon Edwards. Yeah, at first I felt that's, you that part, fights you... off. By the way, is it off? Chimaev has COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so really, what should happen? Right, there should be a, there should be a fighters union. Um, but what's what's going to happen? Um, and I would say within the next two years is that MMA is going to fall under the Ali Act. Um, Ooh. So Andrew Yang, who's going to be on, who's going to be within the board of. Uh, of Biden, if I, if I remember correctly, is actually has said that multiple times. Is that the the U, the UFC and MMA needs to be under the Ali Act? So that'd be go that'd Yang. be going forward. Uh, Yang is an interesting guy. That's a that's a kind of a drop the mic moment right there. Did he really say that? Yeah, yeah, he has. Um, I can't believe that fights off, man. You just took all the. I know Cash told me the dude had COVID, but I thought maybe he was here recovering. When was that fight billed for? When was it booked for? Next, uh, December. December, like next week, December, or I think, <laughs> like the, I think the following week. Oh yeah, he's not gonna make it. But I get what Andrew Yang is saying. If if it was ever gonna go any further, if we were ever gonna get cruiser weights, if we were ever gonna get more weight divisions, it was, the, it we was need to two weeks, nineteenth or the nineteenth. Yeah, but this cuts, this cuts into his training camp, so he can't. So I'm sorry, he can't train. Well, at this point, he's supposed to be tapering off. Right now, he should be going from like, depending on his gym, like from two a days, from three a days, to slowing down to like one day, one he, a day. He can't, but he has to take two weeks off of training. He would have to have two weeks where he was self quarantined from training. No, no, he's built differently, man. Just give the guy some. What did Trump say he took when he had COVID? I don't know. <laughs> Cocaine, I assume. <laughs> Let's get him some UV lights and bleach up the butt. Um, but we don't want MMA to go the path of boxing, right? You don't want so many weight divisions and so many different smaller organizations within it. But just could you imagine where we could finally have enough fights on a card where it's like, okay, you can actually sub fighters out? Because I really do. I can't prove it, but I'm starting to suspect that the UFC does have a roster problem. They used to release their roster every year maybe sure. some years it was more public than uh than other years but you would be able to go through it and see oh, okay they have 220 people actively under contract with them 
I don't think that's something they do anymore unless you know something that's different. And that's it's something that could be easily addressed if they start doing recruitment and start pulling in people from the smaller organizations, guys and women who are ready to fight now and then get them into these divisions. Look what they did for Slevchenko. Think about what her career would have been like if she had to stay at 135 and fight Amanda Nunez for that last time. That's the end of her career. New division comes up. I mean, it's very shallow. I I could admit that. Did you? I didn't even watch the last fight that she had. I heard it was kind of competitive. Did you watch? It was way more competitive than I thought it was going to be, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jennifer Maya, right? I think her stock yeah. went way up for that fight. She she was actually very competitive. Probably the most competitive fight Shevchenko has had since the Nunes fight. Um, right. Probably by a wide margin. Um, it was good. It was very good. Yeah, so but you open up a whole new division, and then you re- give a resurgence in the career. Now, if you start feeding more fighters into that division, start pulling more women who can make that weight class, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but this goes back to what Zach says. For that to work, you have to do a few other things to make it work. Right? And one of the things you got to be willing to do is you got to be willing to promote your fighters. Now, Slevchenko is a fighter. Where is she from originally, man? I, I think not the Ukraine. Russia. She is from russia she's russian man no they do a good job promoting her man but they don't do a very good job of promoting other people so this is never gonna happen man this is a this is it's like for instance you have rose oh, Namajunas, Kyrgyz- right? kyrgyzstan kyrgyzstan you have rose Namajunas. she could technically be a superstar for the ufc they she doesn't fight enough she doesn't fight enough but all she also has a few issues that make her very hard to work with. Does she Bad really? example. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's yeah, a really she... good example. Amanda <laughs> Nunes could be a fucking superstar. Amanda Nunes right. could be big enough to where she was bigger than Ronda, right? She could yeah. transcend the sport. She has the she has everything about her that makes her very easy and very marketable, right? There's so many and good examples a... of this. And she's a part of the LGBTQ community. She just dude. had a she just had a child with her wife, correct? Who was also dude, a fighter, uh, by the way. Who's also a fighter through some very nice kicks while she was about nine months pregnant. Very impressed by that when I saw that I saw that video, dude. Um, they did nothing. They didn't jump on that at all. They didn't capitalize on that no. situation at all, dude. Why do we talk about the UFC on these off nights? All it does is frustrate us, man. It just <laughs> You know, here's what I do want to say, though, right? Okay. Comparatively, when we look at stuff like organized kickboxing, glory, Muay Thai events, and then we look at boxing events, I think that the UFC is doing a better job in a lot of places that these places aren't. Someone brought this up to me, and they were like, hey, you guys trash the UFC a lot, but you watch it a lot. I'm like, obviously, we watch it a lot because it's really the only thing we can watch that, you know, like, I watch a lot of but we, we We only trash it because we want to see them do better. Right. Exactly. This, this isn't this isn't hate out of hate. This is hate out of love. <laughs> right. Well, we want we want the UFC to be as fun and as competitive and to put on the, as as many and as best fights as we possibly could. This has been a fantastic year of fights. Let's be fair. Right. Amazing. This week's card was an off was an off card and it was still a very good card. Once you watch it, it was still very, very good. We don't hate the UFC. We hate a lot of things that the UFC does. We hate a lot of things that the UFC doesn't do. Right. Yeah. But ultimately, we have a love for the UFC and we want to see we want to see them succeed. We want to see them. But we want to see them do it in a, in, a, in a way that the fighters get paid. The fighters get the respect that they deserve. They put in the UFC puts in the work that a promoter should be putting in. Right. Yep. And they get away with a lot of things. And I feel like sometimes we're the only people who talk about it. Right. We're the only people who say that the UFC doesn't market people. They're terrible at it. Right. Stipe should be should be have should have have to fight off fucking movie offers because of what he does and you know, how marketable and how easily it would be to market him, right? The only person... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take those weird long pauses. No, 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 no. I want you to finish. The only person who does that is Connor, and is the only reason is because he did all of his fucking promotion himself, and then was so promoting himself to such a degree that the UFC then had to do something, right? Yeah. Here's the crazy thing about it, though, because uh, you've said this multiple times. I'm starting to wonder, though, 
has the fighting organization become too much of a business, right? Because Dana White is technically the head promoter. So that leads me to believe that somewhere there's a marketing team, there's a promotion team, and I know they spend a great deal of money on ad revenue and stuff like that, or at least that's what they tell us. Sure. Uh, I know they spend a, I know they spend I've a lot of I've never seen money. a breakdown of their books, but... Yeah, I, I know they spend a lot of money on commercial spots. At least that's what they tell us. Let me ask you a question, Zach. When's the last time you turned on... Oh, you don't watch TV. Damn it! <laughs> Anyone that's actually going to watch the show later, comment in the, in the, in the comment section... When's the last time you turned on Channel 7 and seen this fight happening on the 24th? doesn't matter if you see it on MSG or if you see it on ESPN, Fox Sports 1. You're supposed to see it on those channels. When's the last time you saw promotion for the UFC on another channel? Other now, than their video game. Other than their video game. So remember, at one point when they were just doing stuff on Fox, I think you're going to agree with me, but if I'm wrong, please tell me so. When they were on Fox, they had more ads per capita <laughs> than I've ever seen the UFC have. Sure. Dude, 42nd Street, littered. I'm talking about one point, literally. I'm not not posters, not flyers. I walked past a phone booth, one of those new automated ones where it, it speaks and, like, the thing plays, and they were advertising the Frank Mir versus Daniel Cormier fight. That was a huge banner on one of the tele, uh, one of those teleprompters sure. in Forty Second Street, dude. Mm -hmm. Like everyone knew that Daniel Cormier was coming from Strike Force, and his first fight in the UFC was against Frank Mir. <laughs> That's a big deal considering what Strike Force is and what it was, right? right? It's not that anymore, and I don't know. If I, I know when companies get bought out, man, and they sell, like, departments get fired, they bring their own team in. But I have this sneaking suspicion that no new team was brought in when the UFC was acquired. I just, I can't prove it, but I'm almost positive that that team got let go and then that was it. <laughs> it was yeah. like that. Like, the champions, the champions walk on the morning shows, you would see Ronda on Kelly and Michael. Sure. Uh, you would see Daniel Cormier, Kelly and Michael. Amanda Nunez has never been on there, right? She's never been on, as far as I know, she's never been on any of those talk shows. You've never seen Stipe on any of those talk shows. John's obviously not um, allowed to go on those type of places because of, you know, John problems. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, you didn't see TJ Dillashaw on there, right? You didn't see Mighty Mouse Johnson. You don't. You saw Connor, but he, like you say, he. But he did he it himself. I'm, I'm sure in some facet, Connor's the one. Connor or hit one of his team at some point was the one calling and saying, "Hey, we're we're a champion of the UFC. We'd love to come on your show." Right? I'm yeah. sure, or he was so big at that point that it was happening. But like, yeah, there isn't there isn't that. Right. There just there just isn't. And it doesn't have to be in the US either, right? Nunez yeah, yeah. is Nunez Brazilian, right? She yeah. would like get her on a Brazilian TV show, right? Promote yeah. it down there. Um, get Khabib on well, I think Khabib again is so big in Russia that he's on Russian television, but yeah, not yeah. because of the UFC, but because he's Russian, right? Like yeah. you need to like pr promote there's no reason Gustafson shouldn't have been on Swedish TV, right? There's no reason yep. Wei Li Zhang shouldn't be on Chinese TV, right? There's no reason that every champion and every top contender in the UFC shouldn't be doing some level of promotion set by the UFC and not just your ESPN and not just your, yep. your, um, fucking your, your ESPN yep. radio, right? Like not just that they need to be in a national, like, public setting and that's the only way at this point to grow the company further no you're 100 true and how does this translate into the weight division thing if you're just tuning in we're obviously talking about what it takes to get to the ufc to the place it needs to be to do these type of things you know what's crazy though you know john jones was on hot 97 i know someone's gonna get mad at me so they had a black guy go to hot 97 but that's how marketing works people i'm sorry if no one's ever clued you into how the world works I'm sorry that I had to be the one to tell you. So they had John Jones go on Hot 97. This is before his championship match against Shogun Hua. And it did really, really well. You know why? Because a lot of African-Americans didn't even know that there was a, a kid who's on his way to becoming a champion for the UFC. Not the first African-American champion, obviously, but on his way to becoming a crossover sensation. Sure. They've moved away from that with 
and it, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Now, in regards to the different weight divisions, another reason I really want to see this happen, I've been thinking about it for years, is to save fighters from burnout, right? I, I really, I really, really do think, man, that uh, you look at a guy like RDA's career, man, you got to respect what he was able to accomplish. He became champion. Yes, he lost the belt to Eddie Alvarez. Went up to 170, went up to a more dangerous division, sure. arguably, at the time. Fought way bigger guys than him, and I don't think he needed to do that. I don't. I think if there's another decision to make, you obviously don't push him. He can't make 145. He's not going to be able to beat Khabib because, you know, Khabib was coming at this time. Sure. Connor, Connor had just made his introduction into the 155 division, but everyone knew. You and I both know. We all knew that Khabib was going to be champion at some point, and Khabib had already beat RDA. So if you drop, even if you did decide to drop a division like a 165 in between welterweight and lightweight, that gives a guy like RDA a chance to actually maybe comfortably compete for the first time. So there's some detractors who are going to say, well, who says they have to be comfortable? Well, I would say this. Medical science says they should be safe at the very least. True. You put yourself in danger every time you go lower or you go higher. Let me see you have enough balls, be RDA, and go in and fight a Kobe. And fight, and fight Kamar in a division he doesn't belong in, right? Cowboys, One and, Cowboys, another great example from fifty-five to sixty-five. Yeah, I think yeah. Cowboy it struggles to make fifty-five in some facet, but he fought most of his career there, right? Now, yeah, now he's yeah, up in the yeah. seventy to eighty-five area for for whatever reason. Um, yeah, idiot. Uh, Yoel Romero making eighty-five. You know, he should be a, a ninety-five or or a two hundred five or truly, but. 95 to be fair because i think he's a little too small like a little too short to be a competitive 205 because those guys are huge um yeah it, it, there's, a, there's a lot of that dc should have never cut to 205 um yeah. although he looks like if dc was truly like okay about his his weight and was really dedicated probably could have made 85 let's be fair um <laughs> he's a small man he's a small man he is right it's just truth and no no hate i love dc i love watching him fight um yeah. but a 225 division he would have he would have killed at that right or gustafson would have excelled at a 225 right like something yeah. like that you allow more a more breakout stars you will you allow more titles which is what the what the DF, ufc sells their pay-per-views on right I just think there's there's no downside to having three more divisions. So the, now if we're playing devil's advocate, the one reason I believe that they don't do this stuff is because they don't want confusion on the belts because Dana coming from a box. What do you mean? Known, what, what do you mean I, confusion I, I, on the belts? Oh, don't, don't get mad at me. <laughs> now I know exactly what you're going. What is the one thing the UFC does extremely poorly when they can't figure out the next pay-per-view? They're like, well, let's make a, I almost called it an intercontinental belt, but that's wrestling. Right. Let's make an intro. Let's, <laughs> let's make, make a or let, let's make a fake title, right? Yeah. Let, let, let's do something that will I could put a belt on and do it. And yeah. there needs to be three more divisions: sixty-five, ninety-five, two twenty-five. Yeah, I think this is the crazy thing about this whole situation, right? A lot of people hate Bob Aaron, and I'm sure that old man has done some horrible things in his life. I'm sure he's done some good things by fighters in his life, but. The one thing that he doesn't have to worry about that Dana has to worry about is he make he calls the shots, right? This fight's going to happen. This fight's going to happen. I think that there's probably a lot of red tape that we don't see, but I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that they can't sit down and go, hey, we need to fill our ranks and we need to make new belts. If you can make an interim belt for the love of God, for, for the, the champion time, for the light, for the lightweight division. Yeah. <laughs> like, why can't there be a 65, you know? So, you know who famously and articulately said this? Uh, Diaz, Nate Diaz said it, uh, the, the urban philososter himself. Correct. Come on, man. Uh, we, you know, we, you know, we put out 160. I'll fight him at 160, which I took to mean that Dana, Sean Shelby, this is me, Nate, calling again. I don't know if you guys have acquiesced to my request about there possibly being a division in between these two divisions, but I think it would be quite responsible. I think I'd do extremely well if I had the opportunity to prove myself there. Another thing is Cowboy probably would not have lost so many fights to body shots had he been fighting at the right division. I know he's a skinny guy, but getting kicked in the ribs when you're fighting at the wrong weight division dude, has to suck. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I really do think I'm going to reach out to uh, Backyard Fights. What's it called again? 
Street uh, beefs? Street beefs, man. I, I think I uh, yeah, I'm obsessed with this, man. Could you imagine our first street <laughs> beef? <laughs> Listen, we could do an event. I'm sure we could we could do an event. Just have them pre-record it, send it to us. We'll 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 do we'll you know, we'll do it. I, I was going to send you one the other day, uh, but I was like, he's not going to watch this. It was literally, a, I turned on YouTube, and it was a guy in a karate gi in a street piece video, and I'm like, watching it. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's an instant click. That's a, You got to click that one. And, but then I realized when I clicked it, I'm like, wait, he's got a white belt on. <laughs> this is going to be horrible. <laughs> it, it went as well as you thought, man. Uh I'm I'm just kind of burnt out right now on the business practice of UFC, man. I'm not looking forward to the Ultimate Fighter coming back. I I have a huge, huge thing against the Ultimate Fighter, and I I don't have the same feeling towards the Contender Series. But I think the Ultimate Fighter, while giving the opportunity to fighters to grow, they're two different things, a, though. The the, the, the Contender Series is a feeder organization to the UFC, right? Using the UFC's name, they do. They get paid. Yeah. They probably get paid a rookie contract. Um, the ultimate fighter is a reality show. Yeah. They're, they're in a different, they're in a different realm. The ultimate fighter for all, for all purpose that it has is very good for the UFC because again, it does the marketing thing that we complain that it does that they don't do where they get themselves in front of and on more TVs to people who wouldn't have watched fighting to begin with. And that's where the UFC is, is lacking, in my opinion. They tried it with the video game. The video game sells to the people who watch the UFC. Like, right. they need to be more... They need to work on being more mainstream. I thought they were going to do really, really well with ESPN. But the only thing that it did was bring more attention to other fighting leagues, in my opinion. So, the crazy thing about the Ultimate Fighter is, I agree with everything you just said. Except, well, you didn't say this part, but uh, I feel the same way about the Ultimate Fighter that I feel about college-level football, not basketball. College-level football, you put the same amount of wear and tear on your body for no pay, right, (laughs) for the hopes of something great happening. And no one's forcing any of these kids to go into this situation. But I want you to know that the second woman that Ronda Rousey, not Ronda Rousey, uh, Holly Holmes fought in the UFC, tried out for the Ultimate Fighter uh belize the belizean sensation or something her name is and she is too old she was considered too old by dana white to make it into the ultimate fighter ultimately made into the ufc but imagine if she would have made it onto the ultimate fighter so at i believe she was 36 36 or 35 or something like that when she tried out i don't know how but she goes into a scenario where she's doing basically two a days to fight, cut weight, live in the same house with other fighters, dealing with all that drama, only to get injured, and then that could potentially be the end of your career. And the, mil- the UFC is only going to pay so much of your medical if uh, you're not expenses. assigned assigned fighter, <laughs> right? Like you're gonna, well, they don't you're pay gonna, they don't pay medical for most of their fighters as, as it is. Let's be fair. Um, I think they are, they have health insurance. I think uh, every ask has- ask Mike Perry that. Really? Because according to Mike Perry, remember when he remember when he messed up his nose really bad? According to Mike Perry, Mike Perry had to pay for that. Ah, uh, well, I mean, come on, it's Mike Perry, man. Can do we, do we believe everything he says or? No, very little of it. But <laughs> I, I I seem to have believed this because it's, it's anti UFC. Um, fits my fits my agenda my my, my agenda very well. Um, yeah, I don't know. More more weight classes. Um, that's it. I, I, I Really, I think that's a huge thing. More weight classes, more marketing. I think more weight classes, more marketing. And then, uh, hold on for a second. More weight classes, more marketing. For the love of God, man. For the love of God. More ESPN cards. I don't think there should be three, four pay-per-view events like back to back to back like that last pay-per-view event there's one pay-per-view a month Mm, they've squeezed two in there in a month and it's always the second one where it's like well why did we need this pay-per-view yet i think that their best promotion is doing the free cards but i know that requires them paying fighters without there being a pay-per-view buy but maybe you sacrifice a little bit to give the fans more exciting cards for free just think about how much the the price of a pay-per-view event has gone up for the ufc 
It's steadily gone up about $2 a year sure. since I've started watching. Pretty soon we're going to be at a square $80 for a pay-per-view event. More weight classes, lower pay-per-views. And then obviously, I mean, they got to offset their, their money with the gate. Who knows when we're ever going to be able to get to a live event again, if ever. But I think that's the best way to go, man. Honestly, I think they should dump more money into the Contender Series and just not bring the Ultimate Fighter back. Just leave it with Dana looking for a, looking for a fighter and the Contender Series. Have you ever watched Dana looking for a fight? No, I have not. All right. Besides all the stupid hijinks, watching Dana have to drive a go-kart and all that shit, you know, I don't really like watching billionaires have to do not billionaires but a millionaire do fun things i can't afford to do millionaires it's the same thing <laughs> to zach once you reach a certain amount of millions it might as well be billions i don't know i mean at some point 100 million versus a billionaire right you know what's the difference in, in what you could do and what you can achieve that's a good point that's a good point man jay-z's net worth is 510 million dollars Right, and what 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 can't he do that a bill like someone with a billion dollars could right or like or could right save his promotion company? Oh, if he had a billion dollars, he could probably save title. Doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Right, like uh, to save a company is very a very expensive endeavor, and a billion dollars probably wouldn't be enough if it's failing that hard. Um, what's it? Yeah, that's that's it, man. Um, what do we got coming up, buddy? What, what what's what's going on in our our not too distant future? Obviously, we're promoting the next Street Beef event. We'll reach out to their people and now. <laughs> no, we're not doing anything. We don't, we don't have anything. We don't have anything planned at the moment. <laughs> that's why I love being your business partner, Zach. You you get right to the point. Like I would tell people, we we may have to lay people off. You're like, listen, stop listening to him. Eighty five percent of you do you, not. There's have no a reason job. ever to beat around the bush. <laughs> There's no reason ever. We don't have anything planned at the moment. Shows Mondays and Fridays, you know, be here. Uh, sometimes the stream starts at 945. Sometimes it starts at 1030. Who knows, right? <laughs> Zach, <laughs> I'm sorry to pull my I love you, man. <laughs> this is the last time I see you. This has been great. <laughs> tell us, tell the people where they can find us. Oh, man. You can find us chiefly Discord. Discord link is in the YouTube. Uh, we'll be in the chat, not the YouTube chat, in the description of this video. Facebook, Instagram, talking with a dad. Twitter, talking with a dad. If you ever guys want to send out some questions for us to answer on show, send it to Discord. Come join the groups, join the conversation. Love to have you. Have a great whatever time of day it is for you.